If this is your first time here, I recommend you go back and start at episode one, as this story is told in chronological order. In last week's episode, well, technically, there was no episode last week because I got the flu. I was stuck at home for a week feeling like death. But in the previously posted episode, I give you a quick recap of how I spent my Thanksgiving week at home with my family in Texas. I also gave you the latest updates on my bulk order and where it's at. I can't believe we have about two to three more weeks to wait until 14 boxes arrive at my apartment. This week, I have been recovering from the flu by just trying to get through it. I didn't sleep well or even at all for a few nights because I couldn't breathe out of my nose for days. I wasn't able to take a sick day from work because there was so much that I had to catch up on from being away for two and a half weeks. So I struggled my way through work while sneezing and coughing on the couch in my PJs. Now, this week's episode is something that I am wanting to share with you, but it comes with a backstory. Let me take you back to a time, two and a half weeks ago, when I was back home in Texas for Thanksgiving. My mom told me she wanted to talk to me about a business idea that she had. It was an idea that she'd been thinking about recently, which was inspired by the work that my grandma used to do back in her days. My grandma used to have a shoe and accessories company where she designed leather shoes and leather accessories, which were always made by hand. She became quite well known for her work back in El Salvador, where my family is from. Today, my grandma is 82 and thriving and still sketching and creating new accessory design ideas. Through my grandma's previous business, my mom got inspired to launch something new. This is what she wanted to talk to me about. So let's get into it. This is a story of starting over in your 30s told in real time and how I'm trying to navigate my way through a confusing juncture in life. I have suddenly realized the life I'm living is not the life I want. In each episode, I'll be sharing every step of my journey as it's unfolding in real time, the good, the bad, the ugly. From starting a side hustle to completely reconsidering and questioning every goal I ever made for myself in my 20s, I'll be taking you on this journey with me to figure out my life all over again. Would you like to tell me your idea first? You want to hear the idea first? Yeah. Okay. So, these are the purses that Grandma has designed and created on her own by herself with her own hands. And it's quite similar to yours in the terms of size or dimensions. My mom and my grandma are showing me one of the latest bags that my grandma made by hand. I would describe it as a multifunctional travel bag. I brought it back to Dubai with me, so I will post it on Instagram so you guys can see what it looks like. And grandma has had a very cool combination of colors from what is in the front and what's the liner inside. Mm -hmm. So they go together. Mm -hmm. There's a pocket for like a laptop. The materials that she's selected are very unique. Yeah, they are unique. Right? And so they call attention because of the patterns Mm -hmm. that she selected. 
Like I said before, my grandma creating and designing fashion accessories has always been her thing, and she's really good at it. To this day, she is still sketching and sewing things that come to her mind. Back to the idea that my mom wanted to share with me. So the idea of this is truly to allow women in different parts of the world Mm -hmm. to work from home and be able to work on a bag or bags, Mm -hmm. provide a very dignifying job through the bags, manufacturing or making, because it's a a craft more than a manufacturer, right? Mm -hmm. There is a process that does not entail that one person makes the entire bag, but the process allows many women to work towards one bag Mm -hmm. and they don't need to be together under the same roof or in the same space. They can all do it independently, become their own, you know, kind of boss in a way because they can take as many work Mm -hmm. or as little work depending on how their week goes or how their day goes. or If their children are sick, they don't have to take a lot of work. But if you need to produce a certain number of bags a week, how are you going to guarantee that the work is getting done? Because of the number of people that contribute, it's kind of in the collective. That's mm-hmm. where the value comes in, right? Every bag will follow you know, a lot of quality standards, but because they're made by a person one by one, mm-hmm. you know, they will have also their own uniqueness to that person's style of sewing or that person's style of cutting the materials. When my grandma had her company back in the 70s, she made everything by hand and by herself. Eventually, the number of orders for her leather shoes and accessories required her to scale her business. So she started teaching other women how to make her products. And the business grew and grew. Now my mom wants to use this new bag my grandma made and replicate it to start this business of helping other women. Grandma and I have the process and grandma actually applied the process back in the 70s. Yeah. And she brought work, dignified work, to so many women in our country that were just suffering from from abuse, all kinds of abuse that you can think of, Mm -hmm. physical, mental, sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. women that thought that life was that, Mm -hmm. right? And so grandma, through her idea of allowing women, even women with small children, with babies that couldn't get out and felt like they couldn't contribute, right? Mm -hmm. She brought this uh, process that allowed them to work from home. And I'm going to say 80%, it worked because the people needed the job and they needed to feel good about themselves Mm -hmm. compared to the men in their lives or the family in their lives telling them that they were good just to have babies. Mm-hmm. That, that That's the only thing that they were good for, mm-hmm. right? Or they were only good for cooking and cleaning and that was it, right? Mm-hmm. And deep inside, they knew that there was more in them, mm-hmm. right? So when grandma brought the process and she started advertising in the classifies that she needed seamstress and then she needed people who knew how to cut after a pattern. And Mm -hmm. these women start lining up in front of our door, you know, desiring to contribute and to feel valued. Mm -hmm. So that's something really cool to see. But that's kind of the idea. As my mom is explaining to me her idea, I'm thinking in my head that it sounds like it's a very noble thing to do. But is it actually a business that could be profitable? My head immediately went to numbers. How many bags would have to be created for this to be more than just a noble project? 
how can we guarantee that we can make enough bags to meet demand? Of course, assuming we're able to market this thing properly and everything is working perfectly in our favor, which I know is only best case scenario. I asked my mom if she thought enough bags could be made by hand using this model. Because you have many, many women working. And, and the numbers that we're going to see through something that is manufactured by hand are not going to be the same quantities, right, mm. of something that is manufactured in a factory. Yeah. Right? So you have to be very aware of that, that it's okay to have what some could consider, oh, those are low numbers, right? It could be low numbers from a product perspective, mm-hmm. but it can be a life-changing opportunity, especially for women, mm-hmm. you know their daughters and so that's I think that's more valuable and and this aspect the idea that I have in my mind in my Mm -hmm. heart so that's kind of the the idea behind this one is super personal you know I I like to think more of how to make a process work yeah and how to make uh that business idea come to fruition that's kind of where my superpowers are yeah and and really finance the the craft from dying, you know, it's like allow others who do have that gift of craft and skills and designs to do that because they love doing those kinds of things. Yeah. So what do you guys think you're going to do? Well, the next step would be to find people that would support this idea. Mm. And it's not easy. And you know that it's not easy to find people with affinity. Yeah. Yeah, That has to come at the right person at the right time. Mm-hmm. with the right motivation right yeah the big bags those are i think the the easiest less friction path mm-hmm. to move forward because it's not the end product necessarily but it's the process yeah that allows women to work remotely so that framework of enabling this remote work for something that is a product is it's a tangible product it's not a digital product at all right? yeah but you still get to work from home and get to be in community with other women. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best. Right now you're trying to find people that can help build your business of creating a process where women can learn how to make these bags and start making them. So that process, that model, we already have, mm-hmm. right? And it's something kind of like a lift and shift into any community, mm-hmm. right? And they can create any product mm-hmm. using the same framework. So that's kind of the thing that we see. Yeah. Moving forward faster. Demand for the product. I think that demand is there based on the product that is selected. Yeah. Right. But most important, the need for women in communities around the world to have a sense of dignity. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking for, because that's kind of the niche. That's kind of where where the need comes in and is going to be met. Yeah. Through something that is quite simple, right? It's it's just a matter of sometimes people don't have the way to organize something unless everybody's together under the same roof, yeah. right? From what I was taking away or interpreting, I guess, based on what my mom was saying was that she was not as concerned about which product her business is going to make. She was more focused on the process of making it. She had mentioned that any product could be created. But that is where I started to scratch my head a bit, metaphorically speaking. I think you need to figure out exactly what you're selling. Like, okay, women can make whatever you teach them to make. That's good. But then I think you need to first 
know exactly what it is you're selling. Because I think if you go too broad, oh, we can do anything, then people won't really like you need to tell people what they want okay. kind of thing. So this you know is what, what I mean? this is what I see it. And I'm going to use this as an example. Mm. Let's say and forgive me, but my brain is kind of global brain. So let's say that I go to Nepal, right? And I know already that in Nepal there is this very specific need from women, right, to to feel productive, to be valued, right? And so that's the entry. Then from that community, get feedback for what is needed. What do they see they can do? Because they are the experts uh, on how they do a trade locally. Because it looks different from what someone in Latin America would do and the tools that they have locally. But you want people with money to buy these products. So if you sell a high-end product, anyone that has the money to buy it will buy it. But you need to be like, this is what we're selling. How we make it, that's your philanthropy style Mm -hmm. of business of how you want to make it. I think you need to present the product to the world of what it is. Oh, I see what you're saying. That people Uh, are like, oh, I do want that, whether it's a bag or whatever. Right. I think you need to be clear in the product, but how it gets made is obviously however you want to do it. You do want to share the story of how it gets made because that's the foundation of your business. But at the end of the day, people are buying a product. Maybe some people will buy it more because of how it's made. But at the end of the day, people are going to give you money, not because you're giving women money necessarily, but because they're buying something. Do you know what I mean? I I see what you're saying completely because, yeah, I mean, it's the market. Like in the marketplace in general, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you're exchanging something you need or want. Exactly. For money. Exactly. Right? So that's kind of the exchange. To, to say, this is what we're selling. I'm going to use an example of a purse, right? So yeah, I'm going to say, hey, we're selling purses. Yeah. Right. Think, and we yeah. stick with what we know. Yeah. Right. But again, my idea, and this maybe is uh, 2.0 or 3.0, you know, is that within the community, the feedback of what they think it's needed for the outside world that I they don't know. have. Yeah, maybe. And maybe they know, maybe they don't. I think to get started, you should be clear. I mean, this is just my perspective, but at least from what I'm learning Making it as simple as possible for people to buy something is the goal. So if they're very clear in what you are selling, they're more likely to buy it. Okay. So yes, and I'm with you and I'm learning from you, right? This is, this is kind of the, I love it because I'm learning from my daughter. Oh, I don't know anything. This is just what I've researched. (laughs) No, I'm learning from you and I've watched you and I hear you and say, Hey, from my experience, the product needs to be clear. Yeah. Right. So why am I going to reject that? And that's where the learning comes in. When my daughter says, no, from my experience, that has been really rough and challenging. I've learned this, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm not going to skip that. I'm like, okay, the product is going to be important. And how At least to get marketing. started. Okay. So let's stick with the purses. Yeah. How am I going to put it out there, right? I, I understand it's through marketing. Now I just learned that it's from copy. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I just learned that. Mm-hmm. But... In my mind, when you start selling your purses Mm -hmm. online, Mm -hmm. I would also want to have this product. 
in your channel. Oh, okay, okay. Now we see see where things are going. Yes. This part I honestly was not expecting. It did take me back a bit, and I didn't know what to make of the proposition in that very moment. Of course, in hindsight, it feels really nice that my very intelligent mother thinks of me as being a part of this business idea of hers. Yes, because now it's going to complement two worlds into Amy's Nella, or it could be a part of Nella, or it could be however you would like it, but it's already there. You're walking ahead. You're pioneering. You're opening the path. So when this product comes in and women are producing it, Mm -hmm. they're already out there, Mm -hmm. right? And so the the customer will be seeing it, Mm -hmm. right? And through that, my hope, my dream is that they, they learn about what is behind the making of the purse. That is important because I believe that if I have a choice of purses to buy, I could buy anyone. Mm -hmm. If there is someone that literally is changing a life. Yeah, of course. I would do that. For sure. The story is important. The story can't be what you're selling entirely. Correct. It's a part of what you're selling because that is the humanitarian side of the business, or I don't know what you want to call it. No, that's a perfect word, I think. Yeah. Uh, But at at the end of the day, when people give you money for something, I think that needs to be clear what they are buying. And then the story, I think for a lot of people, the story is an added bonus. It won't be... The motivator, perhaps? Yeah. Although it's like Tom's Shoes, when they started marketing, for every shoe that you buy, we will give one to children. So, of course, it's going to make people buy those shoes because they feel like, okay, I'm doing something good in the world. Like my purchase is then going back to a child in Africa to get some shoes. So it is a motivator and it makes a person feel good. But at the end of the day, they're wearing the shoes. They need the shoes to be functional, good, wearable. You know, they've bought shoes. So that's kind of what I'm saying. Okay. No, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. So it's two sides of one coin, right? And they work together. They have to work together in harmony and to the one goal of making the customer feel also special. Yeah, And with a product that they know they can trust. 100%. And they can come back to it. Exactly. Like if grandma's Tom's shoes that she wore the other day, they kind of weren't working well for her, didn't fit her feet. You know, she wouldn't buy them again. Correct. So I think the product is just as important. And being clear on what you want to sell is just as important as the story behind it. But I think that that's something to make sure that you're clear on what you're selling. So if it's bags and these bags, then you'll start marketing your brand as these bags. Like this is your brand. Mm -hmm. And then maybe in the future, you can obviously expand it to other things. It can grow into other things or you make different brands Uh that fall under a larger umbrella. But And as far as the brand, and I'm very aware of what a brand is Mm -hmm. just because of my day to day, right? I'm very aware of what a brand is. For this thing, I'm not too hung up on a brand per se, because I see, and I could be completely wrong, (laughs) but I see this again under your offerings. But that's what I'm saying is important. The brand is important. People need like, so you're not hung up on a brand because you're thinking the brand will be Nella. Right, in a so, way. I think I'm assuming too much. Maybe. I mean, I'm not, maybe. But the brand will be so important. It will be why people buy it. Like Tom's Shoes, it's a brand. 
people and people mm-hmm. go to the Tom shoe store or go find where they can buy Tom's shoes. When they first started, they were very clear, we're only making this style of shoe, nothing else for a long time. Until over time, right. they expanded to different shoes. Of course, of course. So I see uh, in the part that I'm assuming too much, yeah. right? Uh, I see, okay, this, this purses, specifically this purses are going to go under Nella. But Nella mm. has this line of high-end products that mm. are amazing, like the bag that you, mm. you designed, right? The bag that you designed mm-hmm. that has a certain look and feel to the bag, the grandma design. Mm-hmm. But so Nella has these high-end products and, and they're going to do well and you have a niche for those products. But Nella also has a, a humanitarian side. Mm-hmm. And that humanitarian side of Nella is this, this line of products. Could be. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah. I mean, we could think about it because... I don't know what would be better. Would it be better to create a brand new brand for this altogether? It might be. Uh Only because it might be confusing for people to be like, okay, I can buy a beach bag with a spout attached to it as Nella. But then there's this whole other different bag that is still a bag, but then there's this different story to it. Like, I think the story might get lost in the fact that here's a side bag. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Okay. And since I am not hang up on the brand, that's cool. No problem there. But perhaps I'm, and I can't believe I'm, I'm just thinking about this and we're talking about this very intimate conversation right oh, yeah. now. Because I have never shared with you, this is what I see, right? We're just doing it right here at our dining table, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say that it takes another brand. Fabulous. But then I still see Amy in it. <laughs> I see Amy part of the fire behind it in the Mm. sense of yeah i have my thing here but i also have this other side that i'm that it's under my umbrella it's under my yeah uh, you know i i still see you there i don't i i don't i don't see anybody else in my heart my mind is like no this is still amy from what amy manages this is amy's businesses if Mm. if i could say that these are amy's businesses Mm. and and Maybe that's a legacy. That's part of a grandmother's heart to say, this is for my grandkids or for something sure. like that, right? No, for sure. I, I Conceptually, I definitely agree with the concept. As I mentioned earlier, this was a lot to take in in the moment. It definitely gave me a lot to think about, especially when I was going through all of the audio to put this episode together. My mom and I continue to discuss this in more detail but this feels like a good place to pause the conversation right now. Don't worry, I will do a part two next week to wrap this all up. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Don't hesitate to send me a DM on my Instagram page linked below. Stay tuned. If you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast. And to help spread the word as we are brand new, rate and review us five stars to help get the podcast out there. Follow us on our Instagram page at startingover underscore in real time for more fun content about the journey. Any and all support is always appreciated. I cannot wait to continue to share this journey with you.